Let's get back to Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Welcome back here to Team Talk. Scott Coletti filling in for Joe O'Neill and Sam Hauser here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Here until 7 o'clock, so instead of doing the 6 o'clock hour like I do with Sam, doing all three here today, Sal Ortiz behind the glass, our producer here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team, 994-1017 is the number to call if you want to get in on the show. But right now on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline, we will get to our guest here in just a moment as the Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors, game number two of their series tonight in San Francisco. Lakers, after a 117-112 victory over the Golden State Warriors, they lead that series one game to none. It is the six and seven seeds going at it, so both teams with an upset in the first round. Lakers finishing off the regular season 43-39. and The Warriors... 44 and 38, just a game in front. So now we go to the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. We have the columnist for the Southern California News Group, Jim Alexander. And Jim, I'll tell you what, it's kind of a happy day in LA. Angels are doing well. Dodgers, who we carry here on 1017, a team, they're doing well. We carry the NBA here on ESPN Radio. And the L.A. Lakers are doing well as they go into game number two tonight. And you cover a lot of basketball and uh, you cover a lot of everything in L.A. But what do you see about this Lakers team? I, I go back to a tweet in the previous series where you said, well, the Lakers are looking well. They're looking tired. And lo and behold, they end up coming back and win that game. And that's been kind of the storyline with this team in the postseason. I guess um, the the one thing that's kind of the X factor, and I you know I'd said before the series that before this series and actually before the last one that Anthony Davis was going to be the pivotal figure. Okay, but the the more I the more I look at this team and the more I see LeBron trying to to jack up three pointers, I'm thinking you know at, at what point does this this 38-year-old marvel break down. <laughs> I mean, and I'm, I'm looking at the stuff, that most of the stuff that he's doing, and it's amazing that a guy with this much mileage is playing at this high a level. But I cringe every time he loads up for a three-pointer because he doesn't, he doesn't seem like he has the legs anymore. <laughs> Interesting. And if there's one thing, if there's one thing to pick at about the Lakers' performance the last several weeks, that's it. He should not be taking those shots. But beyond that, I mean, this, obviously it's a different team than than even two and a half months ago. And it, this this combination of, of players with Davis and LeBron in the forefront, and I. You know, I, I use that. I, I use that order in pur- on purpose, right? <laughs> um, who knows what they're capable of? I mean, this is going to be a stern test, and I really expect the the Lakers to maybe pull back a little bit minutes wise tonight, 
And uh, it, it won't surprise me at all for him to go back to L.A. even 1-1. I, I predicted, and I may have been rash, but I predicted that the Lakers would win the series in seven. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, who, every, every night's going to be an adventure in this series, and it, it's going to be a great series. But uh, I, I just think that in the end, it's going to play out like it did the other night, and it's going to be Anthony Davis that determines whether this team goes on or goes home. Columnist for the Southern California News Group, Jim Alexander, on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. Well, LeBron James, 40 minutes in game number one. You mentioned Anthony Davis, 44 minutes. He had 30 points, 23 rebounds, 5 assists, and also 4 offensive rebounds in game number one. And one of the interesting things about him, we're talking about the minutes with LeBron James. In the past, Anthony Davis, you don't know what you're going to get out of him, and you don't know if you're going to get minutes out of him, but now all of a sudden... He's playing like a younger Anthony Davis who you don't know what his limits are. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, the amazing thing for both of them, they're both listed on the injury report. I mean, <laughs> right. one of them, one of them has a foot injury. I'm glad you brought that up. Them, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's AD has a stress, a stress condition. I think is how it, it's what the terminology is they use is foot. And then the other's just a, a, a foot injury, but they've been listed as probable all along. So I, I, at this point, it's going to be, it's going to be a delicate balancing act because, I mean, 44 minutes over a seven game, a potential seven game series where there's only a day off between games each, in each occasion, that's not sustainable. So I, I, in fact, I really, see both of them getting fewer minutes tonight and the Lakers saying, okay, you know, we got what we wanted coming, coming into San Francisco. So we're going to pull back a little bit and we'll see what happens. So I'm looking at the box the other day and Draymond Green, six points, seven assists, four rebounds. What kind of line is that for him? Do you expect him to take over the defensive roles against Anthony Davis tonight and what do the Warriors need out of him more if they do need more out of scoring when you have Clay Thompson, 25, and Steph Curry, 27, leading the way? They probably will lean on him some more offensively. I, I, I fully expect that. I mean, the number of threes that they took in game one was insane. I mean, even for them, even, even for that club, which lives and dies with the three-pointer, um, yeah, they had 106 see, field goals and 53 threes, so half of your field goals are threes. I'd say that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I would fully expect them to make some adjustments tonight and get Draymond more involved on the offensive end. You know, who knows? <laughs> that, that's, that's the wonderful thing about playoff series is that coaches make adjustments. And Steve Kerr is one of the best at doing it. So I, I would imagine that you will see a lot tonight that you did not see Tuesday night. Hmm. And it, uh, I didn't realize this until reading up on it, Jim, is the Lakers 6-1 and all-time in series against the Warriors in the playoffs. 
Wasn't that one against Rick Barry when they won the NBA title? Or was that a different year that they won the title? The year that the Warriors beat them. In fact, they didn't win the title, but they got to the finals. Okay. And they, okay. Were, playing the 70, they were playing the 76ers. That was Wilt's 68-win 76ers team. And the Lakers play. And, in fact, Bill Sharman was coaching the, seven, coaching the Warriors. And it was the Warriors were favored to win, and they did. They were the best team in the West that year, and that that is the only series they they haven't really played that many against each other. And the the last one was in 1991, and and I covered that one. I mean, it was the I I called it the remnants of Showtime, <laughs> uh, Magic and Magic and Worthy and and Scott and those guys. And they were going up against the run TMC team, uh, Richmond and, and uh, Mullen and uh, Hardaway, and just blitzed them in five games. I think the Warriors won, might have won the opener or game two, and then the Lakers just said, "Okay, that's enough of that." On their way, on their way to the finals, it was a second round series, and it was a, it was, it was an opponent they didn't expect to see, so. They got their one blip out of the way, and then and then steamrolled them. So, and that's not going to happen this time, obviously. I'm going to go off of what you said and go out of order of the way I was going to ask you the questions. But expecting what we weren't expecting to see, were you expecting Mike Budenholzer to be out as Bucks head coach? No, no. You know, you think you win a championship, of course, then. I, I should I, I, I should uh, <laughs> I should walk that back because Frank Vogel won a championship the year before Budenholzer did, and he got fired last year. So oh, I mean, that's a good always, point. Yeah, it's always what you've done for me lately. I really no. I, even even though theirs was a very poor playoff performance, I really didn't expect that to happen. But. Miami, so I, I don't know. That's another team that's just kind of caught fire, and you know they they had Jimmy Butler playing out of his head in that series, and you know things happen. Things happen in the playoffs, and and no, I didn't expect it. I, I figured, okay, you take it, you build on it, come back, be better. What have you? Uh, maybe, maybe there were some things happening internally, whether it's coach players, coach management, what have you, and that happens. So, nothing should surprise me, but that one did kind of. Yeah, it was kind of a weird thing. But you mentioned Jimmy Butler, just unbelievable, as he averaged thirty-seven and a half points during that series. And oh, by the way, the Heat going home where they will face the Knicks even at one in that series after winning game one and losing a close one, 111-105. So you don't know what kind of heat team you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could, I could, I could see them winning this series, too. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could see the Heat and the Celtics playing in the Eastern Conference Final. Well, it's funny that you brought that up because I was just going to ask you about the 76ers and the Celtics series last night. It was Boston doing what they've done in the past. They come off of a bad game and a bad loss with a flurry, 121-87. to 
How much of that is the Celtics waking up? And I ask this because Joel Embiid played in that game as opposed to the first game, the 76ers won without Embiid. Do you think maybe the Celtics were sleepwalking or do you think, uh, or do you think, uh, they finally woke up and, uh, the 76ers were sleepwalking yesterday? I think the 76ers caught him with a lucky punch you in do? game okay. one. And, and, and it, 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 it sort of makes you wonder about the MVP vote. And I realize the MVP is a regular season award and, you know, it has nothing to do with it, what happens in the playoffs. But the guy who's the most valuable player in the league misses game one and you win, plays in game two and you lose. Yeah, where's the value there, you know? <laughs> no, you're right about that. Jim Alexander, our guest here on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. He is a columnist with the Southern California News Group. And I'll tell you what, one series that's very interesting, even though it's one game away from being potentially a blowout, and that's the Nuggets Suns. How good are the Nuggets? How good are the Suns? Because a lot of people thought, Hey, if the Suns win that first series, even though they're playing with the home court advantage going to the Nuggets, you know, they they match up very well and the Suns can win that series, but the Nuggets are proving to be a real force, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And I will say that maybe we overvalued Phoenix a little bit coming out of that first series against the Clippers. And I'll, I'll, the Clippers I'll call myself guilty Clippers, of that, too. The Clippers are not whole. I mean, if they don't have, you know, they didn't have Paul George for the entire series. They didn't have Kawhi for, like, what, the last two games? Right. Without those two, they're just an ordinary team. Mm-hmm. So so for Phoenix to win that series, it's like, okay, all right, let's, let's, let's see what you got this time. And Denver's really good. Denver is really good, and, you know... <laughs> I would I would imagine whoever wins this series, they're not going to get past the next series. I really think Denver's going to be going to going to get to the finals this time. Mm, okay, of the so, way they're so I'm going right to ask you the question because at the beginning of the season and even midway through the season, even though the Nuggets were one of the tops in the NBA, everyone said, "Oh, that's a cute team. Oh, they're pretty good." Uh, Jokic is an outstanding player, but I mean, what else does this team bring to the table that people maybe underestimate? You know, I I, I haven't seen them that much, but I okay. mean, it, it just seems like it just seems like they've got they've got a lot of weapons, and they've got a lot of guys who can produce, and it's it's just it's a team that's. Seems to have been together for a while. I mean, at least the key pieces of it. And I don't think anybody can underestimate Michael Malone's coaching. It just seems to be a group that's that's got all the pieces there, and and they're assembled in the right way. And you've you've got a guy who's a two time MVP, and very well could have been a could have won it again this year in Jokic, and you know. It's it, it's hard, and it's especially hard when when you're playing up at altitude. And I don't know. I I I I just 
I just see them as the favorite coming out of the West still. But, but there's a lot that can happen. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens in, in that series with Phoenix. They're going back to Phoenix. But I, they're hard to pick against. Do you have a gut pick for the NBA title? <sighs> Not really. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm kind of asking you a trick question because I don't think anybody knows. Yeah. I I don't either. I mean, uh, you know, it, the chalk probably would be the Celtics, mm-hmm. and that would uh, there would be a lot of people in this town not happy with that because they. Gee, I wonder why. You know, it, it, it's it's that seventeen banners to seventeen banners, and you know, I think a, a lot of people here rejoiced when the Warriors beat the Celtics in the finals right. last year. Right. So uh, I remember I mean, when that it was, was seventeen or sixteen to about three or four, Bill or Jim, I should say. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's it, believe me, people are keeping count here, and believe me, keep people are keeping count in Boston because it probably means more in Boston than even it means out here. I was to get little the 18th banner said, and pull ahead of the Lakers. I was little. And I still remember 1968 as if I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. little. There is, there is history. <laughs> there is history there. There is a lot of history there. And a Lakers-Celtics final, I mean, <laughs> that would be crazy. And I don't know if that'll happen. I I, I Like I said, I, I think Denver's probably the favorite to come out of the West, but like you say, this has been a crazy spring, and it's already been a crazy, crazy playoff uh, run, and we're just getting started. So sit back and enjoy the show, I guess, is the only, only thing I can suggest, because it's going to be wild. And in closing, the reason why I called you Bill, I was going to bring up, we have Bill Plunkett, who's also with the Southern California News Group and Orange County Register, who is the Dodgers beat writer, had him on. Mm-hmm. And I know you cover a lot of Dodgers as well, and we carry the Dodgers here on one seven or team. Your thoughts of yesterday's game and just of the way this team has played over the last couple of weeks? Crazy. I mean, and, and watching, uh, watching the kid yesterday, and I guess you expect that from a rookie pitcher. First time out, he's going to be nervous. He's going to have trouble throwing strikes. And the, the Phillies didn't get a lot of hard contact off of him, but, but they, they touched him up. And these, these guys, there was a stat the other night about the number of, of runs they've scored with two outs. And I think they lead the league in that category. And the one thing that I go back to is the year they won the World Series in 2020. That was their specialty, scoring runs with two outs. Uh, you know, a team that's that's not out of any inning. So that that that's something that should give Dodger fans hope. That okay, you've you've got you've got the guys that can put innings together. They haven't always shown it on a nightly basis, but you're going to score some runs. And they're one of, they're one of the teams that's that's lagging when it comes to stolen bases. Everybody else is is has embraced the uh, the uh, new normal, but they're they're starting to steal some bases. But I don't think that's going to be that that that's not 
that's not going to be how they generate their offense. And so, and a lot of it, a lot of it, the last week or so, they've gotten guys back. You know, Will Smith was was on the injured list uh, with concussion symptoms. Uh, Muncie wasn't available for a couple of days. I mean, they had a bunch of guys whose wives were giving birth, so they they <laughs> took paternity leave. Mookie was gone for a while. I just think, you know, it's it's still early. It's not as early as it was, but it's still early enough in the season that this team's going to get rolling. And I picked them to finish second behind the Padres in the division, but I also picked them to win the World Series. I think mm. I think there's potential here. I think there's potential here, and I think the key is that what the team looks like after the trading deadline is going to look a lot better than the team we see now before the deadline. And uh, that's kind of what we've seen with the Lakers. So another, another L.A. pattern, I guess. <laughs> And real quickly, you mentioned the kid. You're talking Gavin Stone. What do you see yeah. out of him? Well, it's hard to tell because I mean, you know, just seeing him yesterday, the stuff was decent. I mean, he's, he seems like a, a, a fastball changeup kind of kind of pitcher. There isn't a lot of deviation in his stuff. I think if he throws strikes. That makes a big difference. He there were some calls he wasn't getting yesterday, but yeah, seventy-seven pitches, forty-seven strikes. So that's yeah, not a good ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he needs he needs to 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 get that under control. But I mean, they've they've got some arms. They've got some arms. Him and Pepio and Miller and you know, I, I think they're going to be well served down the road. But I think the story of the Dodgers' season so far is where did this Kershaw kid come from? He's pretty good, you know. <laughs> it is amazing. It is it is, am, it is amazing not only that he's pitched as well as he has, but that they're getting him on a twenty million dollar contract, right? And all these guys, all these guys like Degrom and and Verlander that, that signed big contracts in the off season, they're all on the injured list. And Clayton's just out there lighting it up every fifth day. So, go figure. Well, as always, you light it up whenever you come on, Jim, and I appreciate it. Every time that you come on with us, I enjoy your friendship and keep up the great work. I enjoy following you on Twitter and reading all your stuff, so you got a fan here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Jim Alexander, the columnist for the Orange for the uh, Southern California News Group, not to be confused with his co-worker Bill Plunkett, who works with the Orange County Register and is the beat writer for the Dodgers, also with the Southern California News Group. On the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline, this is Team Talk. I'm 101.7 The Team.